Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our YouTube channel. <laughs> our community is focused on the intellectual and character development of children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, communities, and relationships. Our YouTube platform provides us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education, more precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating spaces, both socially and politically, in order for our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly interested in this topic, we also do bright thought pieces every other Sunday. So we have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to check out our website and subscribe there as well. Now, as is the YouTube convention, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, definitely make sure to join the community, join the family. And of course, if you like our content and you want to keep those conversations going, definitely like, comment and share this video. Let's get into it. Hello again, everyone. Um, definitely always a pleasure. It's nice to be in conversation with you all again. For those of you who are new, welcome. And for those of you who are returning, welcome back. Now, before jumping into today's video, um, as you can see in the description, we want to address the ego today. So I felt that in, you know, in good faith, I thought it would be important that before I jump into today's content that I address some comments that I made in my last video. More specifically, I wanted to apologize for some of the comments that I made in the last video. So I think I might just insert a clip just briefly so that you see what it is that I'm apologizing for. To also recognize who vo whose voices we shut down. And I'm all about like, making sure your voice is heard and making sure that you get your voice out there. But if that voice is telling you that you need to medicate your otherwise healthy child because your child makes it hard for someone to do their job, then that voice needs to get shut down very quickly. All right, so now that you've seen the clip, I, I definitely wanted to take this opportunity to apologize for the message, for the tone, as well as for the delivery. Um, I definitely meant it when I said it. I, I felt that I was speaking from a place of conviction. As I mentioned, I'm very passionate about this topic and biased as a child advocate. But all to say, that doesn't give me any 
permission, any pass to disparage an entire group of individuals, especially given the fact that no matter how much I know, there's still so much that I don't know. Um, and since that video, I'm very lucky, very privileged, very blessed. You know, you choose the one to have had very animated, very vivid conversations around the messaging and around, you know, my perspective and, and my blind spots. And I have reached the conclusion that I definitely was in the wrong. And, and until I address my blind spots and ask those specific questions, I'm not in a place to disparage and to point my finger and to assign blame. I, I want to have conversations and discussions, and I want these discussions to be inclusive. So with that said, it was very premature for me to have made those comments and to feel so convicted. I think I definitely need to be more mindful and recognize that there's still more to be learned. We'll definitely address some of the follow-up to that video in our next video on education. While admitting that, like while admitting that, you know, I was wrong is embarrassing. Um, it is very embarrassing for me, especially having to admit it on a public forum. But I guess it comes with the territory. If I'm going to use this space to be public about my opinions and about my views and to really be convicted when I share both my opinions and my views, then I have to recognize that taking accountability publicly comes with the territory. I want to be the person who is able to come on the video and you know take accountability and apologize sincerely when I do make comments that are offside and that are just not, um, that don't properly create the environment that I'm hoping to create for, for change because I'm hoping that these conversations are catalysts for change and I definitely don't want to get us started on the wrong tone. I don't want to dive in deeper than that. I just wanted to quickly address that and to apologize at the first opportunity that I had. Our next education video, we'll do a bit of a deeper dive and I'll ask the appropriate questions that need to be asked and definitely extend that conversation to all people who play a role um, or who stand to play a role um, as we discuss some of the evolutions and the changes that we're hoping to have within the education sphere. Um, but I definitely just kind of want, I wanted to put that out there. Um, please do forgive me and you know, here's to growth and development. And obviously this is a perfect segue into today's content, which is managing your ego and representing your best self. So let's jump into it. I have five points that I wanted to make today. And this apology, I guess, is, is fitting for the first of those five points, which is making peace with humility and eating your piece of humble pie. <laughs> and no one is perfect. Not one of us is perfect. And even if we're well prepared, well meaning and well intended, like we have good intentions, always will have our blind spots. We all have blind spots. <laughs> While feeling and, and being embarrassed sucks, it's not fun uh, by any means. It's something that I'm sure a lot of us try to avoid. It's not going to kill us, right? And it's an opportunity. It's sort of a, a, a pinpoint of growth that all of us have experienced because typically after embarrassment, there's a shift. There's a shift that takes place, whether that's to mitigate future embarrassment or in recognizing that the thing that we did that created embarrassment is not a thing that we support or that we sort of are going to brandish moving forward. That being said, you know, eating your piece of humble pie, like I've experienced embarrassment, like even like, 
just not even a couple of minutes ago. And I think that like, it's okay to be embarrassed. Like we'll survive it and it comes with the growth and learning. I think that humility helps us to stay grounded. I would much rather live in the reality that I'm flawed and that I'm a work in progress than feed the illusion that I'm larger than life and better than others. You know, I would much rather eat my, you know, not daily dose, but my life dose of humble pie than be that person who's completely out of touch with reality and living in, in an illusion of grandeur. Whenever it is the case that I'm getting ahead of myself, definitely hold me accountable. And to those people who did hold me accountable, I appreciate you a lot. And for those of you who are watching and who aren't sure how they feel about the concept of humility, even if it's just a small group of people, definitely always ensure that you have people around you who are going to hold you accountable, who aren't just going to agree with you for the sake of agreeing with you. And as a result of that, they're stunting your growth. So having those who hold you accountable and being open to being held to count is very important in managing your ego and staying connected to your higher self. Um, so another point, so another tip that, ha that helps me definitely, you know, manage my ego and stay connected to my higher self is, is number two, which is don't see it as being wrong, see it as gaining perspective. So this is a bit of a mindset, mind shift actually, um, especially for me, I'm someone who every phase of my life has been known as a little bit of a miss know-it-all. And I mean, that's just me speaking the truth. I'm definitely working on it. And I definitely, have had my moments where I reveled in being right. Like I love sort of the glow and the feeling that comes with being right. But that's an ego thing, right? Like feeling good about being right is sort of this, this validation that is coming from a little bit of a, a little bit of a toxic place. I think if your shift is less about being right and focusing on growth, then in those cases where you're off and when you're not right, you recognize that it's not like a shot to your sense of self-worth. It's about gaining perspective. That's what growth is about. And typically growth happens when we're not right and when we make mistakes and people call us out for those mistakes. And given that that sort of is the cycle of growth, gaining perspective rather than being wrong, it also means that for those who hold us uh, who hold us to account, who call us out when we're wrong, they can't immediately attain the status of arch nemesis. And I'm definitely guilty. I've been guilty of this. I'm not currently guilty of it now, but I've definitely made instant enemies with people who, you know, called me out and, and you know, called me out for being wrong, especially if it's within a context that I didn't appreciate. And I think if our focus is definitely on growth, then we don't need to feel like we have been wronged for being called out on being wrong. We recognize it is simply a matter of gaining perspective. Let's focus on putting the ego to the side and focusing on growth. The third tip that I want to share in relation to managing your ego and staying connected to your and staying connected to your higher self involves facing your limitations with grace and understanding. There have been a few instances this past week or several weeks. Um, I've been in the process of a fairly extensive, elaborate move, and I've had to accept that I've reached my threshold. More importantly that I've reached my threshold and it's okay. 
Um, so as I mentioned, I'm in the process of moving and I've been moving extensively. So it's been a bit of a process. And I've always considered myself to be a strong human being, like not just mentally, spiritually, emotionally strong, but also physically strong human being. And I've acquired a couch um, now that I'm trying to get myself settled. And I went to lift this couch and I truly like had zero I truly had no strength left in my body to lift this couch, not even an inch. And I'm someone who typically can do my lion's share. I can lift the couch, you know, my side of the couch at least. And my body just was not having it. Like all the strength, all the strength had left my body completely. Uh, and I have to say my ego was bruised. I felt a lot of hurt inside <laughs> and my body really didn't care. It didn't care how bruised my ego was. There was no way I was going to be able to lift my side of the couch. So I ended up having to call more able-bodied um, people to help me, you know, move my couch around. And I had to make peace with the fact that my body had had enough of me. Uh, and this happens sometimes, you know, because sometimes I'm all about the shenanigans. I just want to keep going and going and my spirit never stops. And sometimes my body is just like, you know what, like I'm done with you, you need to take a break. And it was one of those moments. And I really, I almost beat myself up over it, like beat myself up over the fact that I physically couldn't keep up with like what I mentally, emotionally, spiritually wanted to have accomplished within a specific time frame. But I was like, you know what, Rochelle, like just accept your limitation with grace. Um, and with understanding because you've been able to get pretty far. So if you need a break at this stage, don't beat yourself up over it. Another example that I have for you is I sourced this beautiful rock outside. Um, it's, it's beautiful and I have meditated on this rock and I sort of laid and kind of splayed out on this rock. And there was this one day I told myself, okay, Rochelle, only 20 minutes. And 20 minutes turned into an hour, which turned into two hours. And I, at first I struggled, you know, I had this inner conflict. I was like, you know, Rochelle, get up. You have things that you need to accomplish. But then I was like, how often is it that my body just wants to lay on a rock. It doesn't happen very frequently. I'm, I'm typically someone who's always on the go. So if this is a day where my body just wants me to be still and to lay on this rock, even in the sweltering heat, it didn't matter. Like I just was not going to move from that rock. Then I need to just give myself permission to do so and just enjoy that moment of stillness. And it was the best afternoon that I've had in a really, really long time. And it came only after showing myself grace and understanding and and that's something that I hope to kind of impart on you like when you are experiencing a moment where your limitation shows up just accept it with grace and understanding and know that it's temporary if your body needs you especially for me a lot of the times my limits show up physically because I don't know when to stop until my body physically just won't respond to my demands, um, which is something I'm working on. Definitely don't call me out on that. Um, so I've learned that in those moments where my body's just had enough of me and, and won't respond to what it is that I'm hoping to do, to just accept those limits with grace and understanding. And I hope that that resonates with you as well. So the fourth tip that I have for you today is about embracing constructive criticism, um, even if you don't agree with it. And, and what does this mean? Because it kind of seems a bit paradoxical, but it's not. It's really, when, when we talk about the way that we deal with constructive criticism, it's really a mindset shift. It's really about just recognizing that we're not perfect. We're not always 
on side and that's okay. It's important, I think, to allow people to respectfully, of course, hold you accountable to your higher self when you've lost sight of doing so or when you're not doing so. Um, and we're not always conscientious of whether or not our behavior is aligned to our higher self. So let's allow those around us who care for us and who come from a place of, of wanting to help us grow and develop enable us to stay connected to our higher selves as much as possible. This is going to be a theme that continues throughout today's video. We are all works in progress. None of us are perfect. None of us are going to get things right all the time or to be the best version of ourselves all the time. And that's completely okay. And when we talk about being open to constructive feedback, it's really about just committing to thinking about it constructive feedback doesn't mean you're going to take everything that everyone says and apply it. It's just giving yourself permission to think about it, to think about whether or not it's relevant, whether or not it makes sense to try to build an action plan around it and to grow from that feedback. But you can also choose that that feedback doesn't coincide with your growth strategy, with your personal plan, and you can do away with it. It's just committing to at least thinking it over. Let's just try to commit to not writing off the feedback that we receive from others, recognizing that feedback is always a gift, even if it comes from someone who we're not particularly keen on. Um, so let's make a point to not write it off completely before determining the inherent value of the feedback in and of itself. <laughs> so the fifth point for today's video is to forgive yourself always. So we know we're not infallible. We know that we're not perfect. It doesn't mean that those moments where that's brought to the forefront of our attention, that those moments aren't a bitter pill to swallow. We often are more than ready to forgive others, but we struggle to forgive ourselves, um, especially forgive ourselves for imperfections and for the ways that we failed to show up either for ourselves, to ourselves, or to those that we care about. I think maybe it's time to ask yourself why, like why is it so hard for you to forgive yourself and really get to the root of the answer to that question. I also think that even if others are struggling to forgive you, it doesn't mean that you should struggle to forgive yourself. We're all on a journey and that journey involves learning things, you know, easily. Sometimes we learn things and it's kind of an easy pass and other times we learn things the hard way. We learn things by making really brutal mistakes um, and I think the mistake itself is jarring it's, it's a stressful experience but that doesn't mean that you don't forgive yourself all of us make mistakes in varying degrees and all of us have to carry the burden of those mistakes but we don't have to penalize ourselves by way of carrying the burden of those mistakes for the rest of our lives like learn from it commit to doing better and then let it go for you for you to grow past it and to like not hold yourself you know, in contempt for the rest of your life. I, I don't think that that's a healthy thing to do. And I think that that's an ego thing. I think if you're connected to your higher self, then you give yourself permission to be flawed and you forgive yourself for those flaws and for the way that those flaws show up. And you commit to yourself that every time that you trip up and you will trip up because we all trip up, that you will commit to finding your way back to forgiveness and to doing better moving forward. I summarize that one stuff happens learn from it. It's the best thing that we can do when stuff happens. Two, do better, grow from it. When stuff happens, we learn from it either by doing the, the right thing or the wrong thing, but we can grow from it. We can do better as a result of that. And three, love yourself flawed.
and that means forgive yourself. You can't just love yourself when you're perfect because we're not perfect. We can pretend to be perfect, but then we beat ourselves up when we show, you know, the cracks and those imperfections. So I think it's important to learn to love yourself flawed, which translates as forgiving yourself always. So that was the content of this video. I hope you appreciate it. I look forward to further discussions with you, um, especially in relation to mental health, mental wellness, and education. This week, our focus was on mental health. I'm not sure if I said that at the beginning of the video, but I thought that it was important to talk about managing our egos and staying connected to our higher selves because sometimes that is the crux of the issue. That's the core problem that all of us kind of struggle with, with some of the things that we struggle with, that we, with some of the things that we struggle through on a day-to-day -day basis. In any case, I really enjoyed our conversation today. I apologize again for the tone, delivery, and message of my last video. Um, and until next time, see you all soon. <laughs>